Please well, do. Please do next time. <laughs> hey, nice concert you do. Can you just lip sing? We're... That was bad. It wasn't that good. Reminds me, that reminds me of that video of that guy where he's like, he's like, you know, when you're going to fight someone and someone's holding you back, and he's like, he's like, don't hold me back, don't hold me back. And then his buddy lets go. He's like, wait, 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 hold me back a little bit, a yeah. little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, lap so six excited, coming at boys. you, people. I know. The racing season is started. Oh, yeah, well underway. I was overwhelmed by racing on Sunday. There was Formula One, there was IndyCar, there was NASCAR, there was all this going on, man. Triple header. I couldn't watch it all. What did you he watch? Too busy. He was too busy watching a five-hour IndyCar race. Do you guys wake up and watch the Formula One race live? I, I do. do. Amen, Hell brother. Hell yeah, brother. It's the only way to do it. You Is guys there any other wake way? Up, wake up early. It's like 11 a.m. for you guys. <laughs> it was pretty late. I like the night race. If even. Like, even, even the ridiculous ones yeah, that are like... 8.55 my time, our time. Oh, I'll 9 a.m. ones for you guys? I got them at like 6. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, it's worth it. Oh, yeah. It's it's great. One. Come out on a Saturday night, get home at like 2, 2 a.m. And you're just like, oh, yeah, man, four hours from now, we're getting on that F1 train, baby. And then you wake up at like 10 and watch it recorded. And you're like, yeah, that was a bad night. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Antonio, I can see you doing that. Lar goes off. Nope. Go back to sleep. Yeah, no, no, I'm going back to bed, bro. Don't wake me up. I get so pumped that I make used to make breakfast from every country that they were in. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, okay. The Middle Eastern ones were really hard. <laughs> and Japan was weird. But, like, dude, Hungary, I'll tell you, they can get down on some breakfast now. Well, I mean, they're hungry. What do you expect? Oh man! Bad, bad joke, bad joke. Hungarian GP breakfast is the so even for like the races that are in our time zone and they're late. Do you still do the breakfast in the morning? Yes, yes, I tried. I to, googled Hungarian breakfast. Do this you, looks crazy. Do you oh, eat man. for Australia? Do you eat breakfast for dinner? Do you eat a are, kangaroo? <laughs> do you wake up no, early at like 1 a.m. to make breakfast? No, but I did oh. Amazon Prime Vegemite for the Australian GP. And breakfast Vegemite, for dinner mate. is where it's at, man. Oh, dude, Brenner. Got to have it. I could, I could eat it for all three meals of the day. It's the what best meal. I a waffle right now. Yeah, podcast oh, over reading no, waffles. Food. <laughs> dude, waffles or pancakes? Waffles, waffles, hundred percent. But do the Without waffles have the? Are they the Belgian waffles with the little sugar things? Because if that, then waffles. But if not, pancakes. I am a. I do like the Belgians better, but I'm always going waffles because the waffle holds the syrup and the butter. I yeah. do agree with that, yeah. but at the same time, it don't soak it up when you got the extra round. You know what I'm saying? A pancake's got that absorbency. Or I don't know yeah, but right yeah, but sometimes if they're too Science. thick, it absorbs it, and then it's just like that's dry. it. It's just dry. Yeah, you got to keep just dumping yes. the syrup on that thing, man. Next like, <laughs> thing you know, you go to a sugar coma. Yeah, next thing you got twelve hundred calories in freaking two pancakes. <laughs> this guy knows. Do y'all use regular syrup or do y'all use actual maple syrup? Well, like Antonio, you want to go I ahead? Think, I think that. we all know the answer, <laughs> Mike. Come on now. <laughs> Obviously, use, I use the knockoff no-name brands, store-bought non-maple syrup. Like, come on. Do you have things on the side, or do you just eat them alone? 
basic. I just eat them alone. I don't. I don't really. I don't know. I don't put like bananas or some crazy peanut butter on them like some people do. See, I use bacon. I didn't know if you use Canadian bacon. <laughs> you mean ham? Oh God! Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I just I live here. Just hair, I just live it's here, just man. Hair. I just I live will, here, bro. <laughs> I will do um, blueberries in my pancakes. Right. Oh, that's good. Yo, How dude, I could even get down you? for some egos over some pancakes. I'm not going to lie, bro. Let's just slaps. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, damn. Easy. Dang. That's bringing it back a little bit. Well, speaking I of waffles egg, so. and Belgian waffles, <laughs> that was a good segue, right? League Zero at Spa. <laughs> um, pretty good race. It was fun. Um, just wanted to shout out uh, any of our listeners that were in the race. Uh, we're getting cleaner, but we're not there yet. <laughs> I was not there, unfortunately. Wait, which no. race are we talking about? The, the, the Belgium, bro. We were talking waffles, and now we're talking about the Spa League Zero. League Zero, oh, League Zero okay, okay. racing Thursday night. You know that spa league race. that you own? Yeah, yeah, the yeah one that, that Antonio one. owns. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> All right. He lets it slip his mind, you know. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I try to forget. Anyways. It was fun. Where are we at next week? Uh, well, there is no next you're week. We're off. We're off, and Ooh, then we go off to Long week. Beach. So you're telling me I'm in the VW Beetle doing figure eight next week? Pro- probably something like I'm, that. I'm pushing right. for a big oval, but he won't do it. I want to see these road course guys on a big oval. Oh, yeah. Let's do Dega. I'm telling you. It's going to be fun. Do yeah, like, but that doesn't require, like, at least in sim, it doesn't really require that much skill, let's be honest with you. In the we're going to all though. be at the front, and we're going to take each other out, and then you're going to get, like, some dude win the race that's not even relevant. You're saying it's it doesn't not going to be skill? worth it. Huh? In other words, he's stealing my win right now. He's taking this oh, win yeah. away from me. Yeah, you Dang don't it. need to, Yeah, what, like, all three of them you got? Swerve. Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was fun. Spa's always fun, but... Man, Spa uh, was great. That was, like, finally the first race where I felt like I was back in, like, normal form. I think I finished, like, I don't know, like, sixth and fifth or something. It was great. How was the oh, no, I count? finished, like, fifth and fourth, I think, didn't I? I it's know. pretty good this year. How many people we have? It, that one was a lot smaller than I thought. It was, like, 20, right? Or 21? I don't think it was that low. I thought or it was 19? still, like, 25. Oh, okay, yeah. Let me, you know let me go look. I think so. Car's still. looking good, though. Oh, no, it's a little bit lower. A little bit lower. It's 21. Yeah. Problem is, it's hard because it doesn't count you if you wrecked, like, the first lap, I think, in the standings. It's doing good. No, turnouts are good. The racing is stellar. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I have no complaints racing with 20 guys, to be honest with you. As long as we don't, like, start getting lower than that. No. Considering I haven't advertised since season two, we're chilling. It's crazy. guys are good. It's crazy. Crazy. All right, well, back into the real racing. Yeah, back into real racing. F1, IndyCar, and NASCAR to go over. So let's talk about some F1 first. Overall, pretty pretty decent race, like no complaints. I know some people will say it was boring and not action-filled, but let's be honest, it actually wasn't too bad. Like, it's better than some of their other races. Right. No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed his first race back, but, I mean, it was pretty slick. Pretty slick. Pretty slick race. Fun. Fun to watch. Um a lot of like third on back was entertaining. Yeah, yeah, true story. Well, second, I mean, so Perez didn't get a good start, and I was worried about him, but he made it up. I mean, you know, they got back up there. Red Bull's dominance. That was t- right yeah. Red Bull is silly. Yeah, Red Red Bull's silly strong. 
Yeah, I mean, like, highlight, like, uh, Fernando friggin' Alonzo on the podium. Dude, that's... Like, what? So, and the bad part is, can we just go ahead and say that the other Aston Martin should have been right behind him? If anybody, like, if a, if a better quality driver's in that car, I think it's, you know, 3-4 right there. Well, could you even say if a non-injured driver is in that car? Yeah, no, that was ridiculous. Really, I don't think it really matters with Stroll. Man, 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 I need to talk about this, okay? Okay. I yeah. think, I think Lance Stroll gets more hate than he deserves. Is he a bit of a dummy in the media? Yes. But let's be honest, like, let's be honest. There's probably a few, like, five or six people here in the Formula One grid who have garbage, like, media skills and make themselves sound dumb. But let's be honest, like, they all deserve to be there. Lance Stroll's a pretty good driver. I don't think he deserves all the hate he gets. Yeah, he's not Fernando Alonso, but he's pretty good, man. I think he did decent. I mean, he pulled a six, though, with the, what has he got, two broken wrists or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. Personally, I feel like he put a K-Mag or a Hulk, and I'm just using those because they were, like, the worst ones on the grid this week. Just, I don't know what happened. They qualified decent, but just didn't work out in the race. But both the Haas drivers, you put one of those guys in that car, and I think he's sitting right behind Alonso, pulling away. Uh, and that's just me personally. Mm. I guess we'll see. I'm curious to see if these guys are going to fall off as the season progresses like they did when they copied the Mercedes while they were racing point. Like, I wonder if they have the financial ability now with Lawrence Stroll and Aston Martin backing them to keep up with this massive change in design. Because they, they did it again. They went from the back of the grid, literally like one of the last place teams, to now they're, on paper, third best. Well, get ready because... I don't know if y'all caught it, but Checo in the post-race, one of the interviews, he said it was really good to see three Red Bulls on the podium. Ooh, <laughs> I did not see that. I wonder if that's like bitterness or if that's like... Oh, no, that was throwing shade because they pick... They, look at the cars. There's a lot of similarities between the Red Bull and the new Aston Martin. They, did they, they not did. sell them data, though? Like, was it no, not similar to what the other thing? No, it's just, it's the same as like the pink Mercedes kind of thing. They're, I mean, they, they just said they did it all by pictures. There was no transition of hands or anything. Yeah, or, but Pink uh, Mercedes know. was Pink Mercedes. I think they actually purchased data to do that, though. Like I they thought didn't on this Mer one, yeah. I thought Mercedes shared with them some data from the last year's car, like like some proper like blueprints and stuff to formulate that. Don't don't quote me on that, but I swear that's what I heard. I thought that's what happened again, to be honest with you, but I didn't follow it enough. As a as a Felipe Dragovich fan, it I was pretty upset um, at first, and still am a little upset that. Like, because if he, if there would have been an unexpected collision that ripped the steering wheel out of his hands, there could be mm -hmm. permanent damage. Like, there's, I think there was a lot of implications, and I, I sat and wondered uh, over my coffee in the morning while I was watching the race why they would make that decision, and I think maybe they may be showing their hand. They might actually think that they are in contention for, you know, up to P three or better in the championship. I don't see why else they would put a put a primary driver in over Felipe and risk Stroll's long-term health unless that they knew that it could come down to a one race ordeal or major major um stuff. And I liked Fernando's uh Fernando's interview when he said uh they asked him about wind tunnel time and he was like I don't know but we're going to have less next year. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I think they know they're strong, man. Well, and I, I was just blown away by the way that Stroll in qualifying, they showed his on 
on uh in, you know onboard camera or whatever where you could see his wrist and they were telling him to cut turn one um you know uh, compromise turn one to get to turn two and they were wanting him to cut in sharper i guess so that he could fade out to two and uh he said he came back and told him i can't yeah like, I, I just that. can't with my hands and, and it's i mean like, of course i want to know what drugs they gave him overnight yeah that he couldn't make it through qualifying but he made it all the way through the race and and he did really well Every driver's required to do a emergency exit test on the car. And so I, I can't give any credit to the hate because there was this picture circulated online of his engineers picking him up out of his car. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because he didn't want to risk straining anything or whatever. Um, but like I said, the only reason that I could see the logic behind putting Lance Stroll behind that car, other than him doing what everyone might be thinking, which is crying to his dad. I said it out loud. Um, but if that didn't happen, it's because Austin Martin knew that it would come down to a one-race situation potentially between him and a guy like Carlos Sainz, maybe, I think, or George Russell. I think they just did what every team would have done, you know, fight to get your main drivers in the car. You don't ever want to be dropping out of the standings ever unless you're Lewis Hamilton and you're clear of the championship by so much that you can miss one due to COVID or something like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's justified, but I agree with you. Like from a safety standpoint, like if something crazy did happen, like, I mean, you never know it's racing. You could have a, another, uh, Grosjean incident and he might not be able to get out. So you never know. Yeah. Look at it this way. I, he doesn't run that race. He misses out on championship points. He's probably looking at it like I'm fighting for probably my best championship finish ever in my life. Truth. Yeah, I mean, you got eight points too. Like that's a substantial amount. That's not that's nothing to be like. They made waves. That that's nothing about you know. Yeah, no, they made waves. Yeah, both of them. You know, I mean, they're. <laughs> I don't want to jump the gun as one race, but I'm saying Alonso was strong in the Alpine. He came over here and he's stronger. I really, honestly think that it's. Probably, I think they're in contention for the top top spot. I really do. If they can make a few more changes, got to catch some Red Bulls though. I don't think you can. Man, was it thirty seven seconds or something? That that was happened? nuts. That's crazy. Oh, quick fact. And this is a crazy fact. I saw it right when it started. I don't know if y'all saw it, but you know how they're trying to go zero emissions or whatever. So I yeah. guess at Bahrain, which is you know I'm pretty sure, are they are they in oil? Oil uh, place uh-huh. there. Yeah. yeah. 7,100 plus solar panels light up the Bahrain circuit. Huh. I was like, well, they're out there, but they're probably burning generators back there to actually run the whole thing. That's called sport washing, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. They're if out you're there. familiar with Formula One or FIFA soccer or any of those global sports, um, do a Google search for sport washing and get yourself uh a tinfoil hat because it's, it's uh, about to get real. It's about to get real, real weird. <laughs> yeah. Also, another fact is that the since Bahrain has opened the season, the winner of the Bahrain race has not won the championship. Oh, I didn't know it was his first time. I think Wouldn't we're all there? open to change here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid we not just is. hope here, Antonio? <laughs> I think it's what you did is you went from the Mercedes wash to the Red Bull wash, and then hopefully in like 2026 we get 
I don't know who it'll be. Uh, can we? Can we? Are we just going to clear over that McLaren? McLaren just pooped the bed. Oh man, yeah, your team sucks, bad. bro. I'm not, not gonna lie. Team. Not I can't sugarcoat it. That was Come bad. Anymore. anymore, man. Anymore. Hops off. Hops off the bandwagon when they're. I last, jumped eh? off there like cannonball. You <laughs> seen that car, dude? The crap I went through with Ricardo. I'm out. Oh, it's bad. They can have it. Man, he jumped off the bus like a fat kid on a smarty, bro. He saw the smarty <laughs> and he was like, "God damn, get me over there." <laughs> Gotta get there. What dude. about? The debacle with Haas. I, I don't call it a debacle. I thought they qualified great, but showed nothing in the race. I think that looks yeah, like a too. bunch of wankers. Well, I can't believe that he qualified sixth and then just bad start. Okay, right? I mean, Alonso got a bad start. Checo got a bad start. I mean, Stroll ran into uh, uh, Alonso at one point, but came back all of that, you know, no problems. But Haas got a bad start and then just Fell backwards. How can let me let me ask you all that? How can you qualify in these cars in the open qualifying format and then race that horrible? What was the deal? It's just one lap pace. It's it's hard to have the race pace. Like look at the Ferraris. Like they're amazing Ooh. over one lap. Like I mean, obviously take out the engine failure. We all know that happened. But like realistically, from a normal race where where we actually finish, um, you see like. The one lap pace of the Ferrari is insane. Like we do great. Like we've taken pole. Like look last year, we took twelve poles, and then you go to the race and it just tires gone. They we burn the tires off like no tomorrow. Like I bet you we could have been on mediums and hards while Verstappen was on softs and mediums, and he would have blown us out of the water any day of the week. That's which helps. Which helps back the Haas issue because Haas is Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. It's just it's it's quite different. You'd be surprised. And I'm I'm wondering if they didn't just unload during qualifying. You know how you can turn things up and max it out, and you know what I mean, trying to make a presence because Haas is always about that. They're trying to flex, you know, so to speak. So I don't know. I thought maybe they unloaded on Hulk's car, just opened up the battery, you know, give him everything. Max push, push. Max push. I was impressed with uh, I was impressed with Gasly's performance overall. Not impressed with how his car looked. If I'm yeah. if if I have a negative comment, the Alpine. I mean, okay. Before we started, uh, Norman and I were, I was digging dirt on best water technologies. There's not much dirt to dig. They're just a very large, essentially a filter a water filtration company, and like the water that gets used to make vaccines that's like their thing or like uh, industrial um, clean water and filters and anyway. Um, but the pink, dude, the pink is... And it's a different shade of pink this year, is it not? It's even worse than usual. It is the ugliest pink. And I don't know, man, you'd have to give me a lot of money to paint so, my car that color. <laughs> Last year they did this, and the and I think this year's the same. They're only going to do it for a limited time, so we just got to put up with it and puke every oh, time they show them for. I'm just so I'm so over the pink. Like, I bet Otmar just loves it. I bet that's the deal. Like Otmar, staff an hour, snaff an hour, sniff a flower, or whatever how you'd say his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, I bet he loves it because it follows him around. Yeah, it does right. Never noticed that. It's his favorite color. It has to be. 
So this is the BWT. Is that what you're talking about there? Yeah. The, the Best sponsor. water yeah. technologies. I always wondered what that was. They're a water motorsport sponsor. I did see that they make fuel cells for hydrogen cars, like hydrogen electro or electrolysis stuff. Because there's a sh- there's a crap load of those around. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're mainly a motorsport sponsor, is what it seems like. Even on their website, like a mass majority of their website is the fact that they sponsor race cars. Just and so then a lot of business jargon about you know being a biopharmaceutical conglomerate and big words. Just so they're better than rich energy, you know? Uh, yeah, they sound, well... They're actually real? They're real. Yeah, they, yes, <laughs> they are real. That's a good start. That's a good start. <laughs> it's not just some beater dude with a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. I'm so suspect. Oh, my God. Yeah, he so does. Funny, Do you know man. he tried to come back last year? Yeah. He actually That's put crazy. in for sponsorship, and I was like, who in the right mind would do that? And then I got thinking, Haas is going back to Rich Energy. All right. Oh, man. They don't care. Money coming in, we're going to take it. I actually know someone who was able to buy Rich Energy, like buy the drink, and he's saving it? them. Is he still alive? <laughs> he's not <laughs> drinking them. He's saving them as a collector's say, item. It's probably just pool water. I heard they, I heard they taste a lot like Red Bull. Which is what Haas should be doing with their car as well. Nice, bang! <laughs> look at the guy. From, look at the guy from Rich Energy, though. Like, look at him. That dude looks, looks like the city out of, of the Robertsons. Man, I don't think I'd borrow. A, I don't think I'd let that dude give me a thousand dollars. That dude walks yeah. up to you and he's like in a bar and he's like, "Hey, man, I got this great idea. I listen. I own this big company, and uh, I." Uh, Listen, I'll just let me just give you a thousand bucks and you tattoo this logo on your ass right now. Like, or I'll give you ten thousand bucks. I don't know if I a hundred thousand. I don't know if I'd take it, dude. This guy's sketchy. I might take it from anyone else. I'd take it from you, Antonio. Oh my god. Didn't Ricardo make this guy um make make the French dude, the Alpine yeah. or Renault team principal have to tattoo something on him? Cyril Abitabu. Cyril. Cyril. Yeah, what he, was uh, it? He, got no, a honey he made tattoo. Zach he Brown. Getting one? Yeah, he made Zach Brown tattoo Monza. He's got the track map of Monza tattooed on him now because he won oh, Monza. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, he made him a bet. He said, uh, if I win, um, what was it? it I forgot how the deal went. He said, <laughs> if, you, if you win, you know, you got to get the tattoo. And he said, if, and Ricardo was like, all right, well, you get it with me. And he said, yeah. And then he said, if I win, um, then I get to drive one of your Dale Earnhardt Sr. cars. And Zach was like, okay, yeah, sure. So he actually got to drive the Wrangler car, one of his yeah. old Monty's. And they both got the uh, the Monza tattooed on them. Yeah, that was at Coda, right? They drove oh, the where car? he drove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but they cool. got ice cream after. I didn't know that. I still <laughs> think we got to get Danny Rick in NASCAR, man. It'd be like a kid in a candy store. Oh, my God. He'd probably kill it too. Like I, I bet he'd love it. Well, he would love it. I know. I don't know how good well he would do, but man. No, I bet he could do it, man. I bet you he could do it. If you can drive an F1 car, man, you got you got to be able to drive anything at that point. Like, let's be honest. Let me tell you, there's nothing more Texan than an Australian. Yeah, Gosh right. For that, they're British Texans, man. Well, that, yeah. and I don't know, man, because Juan Pablo didn't do so well in the NASCAR circuit as a whole. 
He was okay. True, but I feel like it's different times, though. I feel like this car is more adapted to someone who could come over from something like that. Like, it's a more agile car. It's not, like, 4 million pounds compared True. to what it was before. Like, it's meant for... It's literally meant for driving on a road course. Like, it's square now compared to before. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. I'll so, give you that. I feel like, if anything, it's, like, a perfect time to try. We need, You know what we need? We need another... Um, not with Jimmy, but we need another Jimmy Johnson Alonzo seat swap, but with someone else. With Danny Rick and, like, someone else. Uh, who 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 would be good in an F1 car? Um, Larson. Kyle Larson. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. The Kyle Larson, Daniel Ricardo seat swap. They totally are not similar in any way possible, but you know what? Let's do it anyways. <laughs> Juan Pablo Montoya wasn't good at NASCAR because he, he can't grow a legit mustache and sideburns. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is, yeah. dude. But Danny Rick's got it down. Hey, yeah, it's there. It's getting there. It's there. It's leaving. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, um I was I was impressed with our boy Logan, Sergeant. Oh, man, qualifying though, bro. That His was tough. Teammate should have got knocked out. Can we talk about that for just a second? Albon should have got knocked out. He went off track limits and they didn't say a word about it. I watched it. Which then would have bumped him in to Q3. Did it come down to Ten thousandths of a second that Lando he got was in? tied. He was tied. Yeah, so it was ten thousandths of a second. They said after the thousandth spot, I think it is that it goes to whoever set the time the first, and that's the only reason. Oh, went there. That's heartbreaking. I mean, he was, hey, for both. All of I gotta them. say is it showed speed, bro. You know. How would you feel to be Lando? Like I got, I did what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you tied the Williams through. American rookie. Like, huh? oh great. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go thump a wall again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so so most just kind of wrap up the F one deal. Um most improved though, I have to say Williams looked really good compared to last year. Yeah, big time. And I'm not just saying that because of Logan, like they, as a team, they look solid. Like they're gonna they're right in the middle of the middle pack, you know. Yeah, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna do well this year. And Formula One coming back March 19th. That's Saudi Arabia. Jeddah. Which Jetta. we love. Jeddah. Antonio loves Jeddah. Why you right? say that? A lot of talent to get around Jeddah. A lot of talent. Yeah, that's great. A lot of missiles in Jeddah. Yeah, was that where the bomb went off last year? So we may yes. get uh, <laughs> a bomb strike. <laughs> <laughs> this year they're gonna action. do it on the track and you're gonna have to dodge gonna, the freaking you're gonna put the survive shells, yeah. put the survive and drive to survive <laughs> oh man that was wild did did drive to survive talk about that at all oh hell no oh come on now you know we ain't talk about that yeah we ain't talking about that uh, speaking of drive to survive though should we uh should we pop in the uh, some good old indie car drive to survive <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, Great. that was that was rough. It was a good but, race though. Like oh. the race was entertaining for all hundred laps. I think so too. I think pound for pound the IndyCar race was <clears throat> extremely entertaining. It was the most entertaining race on Sunday by far. Those are like uh, eye racing wrecks. Dude, they were huge. Like people hopping over each other. <laughs> Crap. Oh, dude, don't you know that hurts your back? There's no yeah. like oh Slamming yeah. down on that. Oh my god. I gotta watch the highlights. 
I know, like, the I saw the first rack, but that's about it. You watch the oh, highlights, but... it really looks like the iRacing, what is it, uh, not top not 10? Top 10. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, uh, was it was it Grosjean and who that were racing out of the pits? Scott McLaughlin. Yes. Freaking asshole. <laughs> he was, Damn. man. Well. <laughs> He's salty. Yeah, he is salty. This guy's oh. salty. It's a good hey, segue. You know, hey, you know uh norman we should yep. kick off a new segment called king of salt my friend and you know what we're going to give you all of the room in the world to be as salty as you please and i think this is a great topic to start with uh so um i think that we can talk a little bit about standings and everything overall uh marcus erickson won the race it was cool but let's hear your opinion my friend how did you feel about the IndyCar race? Well, the IndyCar race as a whole was great, but um, Scott McLaughlin, I think, was way too aggressive um, coming out of pit twice um, against Romain. He go what was that, turn four at the end of the, the little short shoot? They come out on two, and he... He didn't have, he was on cold tires, so he couldn't outbreak Grandjo. And Grosjean. Grosjean. And he tried to. Um, he tried to outbreak him twice. The first time they hit and they got away with it. The second time, Romain wasn't going to give him an inch and he drove straight through him and put him in the tire barrier, taking him out of the race. I. IndyCar did give him a penalty, but what still is annoying is he took him from his first win, and I just it ticked me off. Um, but you know, I don't know how y'all looked at it, but I thought it was totally Scott McLaughlin's fault. Um, I know it was good hard racing. Good, I don't know, but hard racing, yes. <laughs> It was yeah, it was hard racing. Uh, I mean, I I get what you got to make that move, but you you can't. I mean, yeah, no, I'm with you, Norman. I don't I don't agree with it. It's the first race of the season. If it was the last race of the season, you're bat and you're battling him for the championship. I understand, but dude, he had had you around the outside. He had warm tires. You just you didn't come out of the pit. You didn't you didn't do your in lap like you should have. But should have should Grosjean have stuck his nose in the outside on a street circuit like that? That's what Scott gave him. Scott gave him the outside to choose, and then slam the door, and then just drove straight. They didn't go straight to the apex, as bad as I make it sound. But he pretty much drove into the apex and then turned the car. I guess the other side of that is that you've got the warm tires, right? You just back off and wait for it. On the uh, on the topic of this, actually, you guys remember how I'm always saying there's like two types of racers. There's like the guy who races for the championship and there's guys who race for the race win. I feel like, and again, I'm not blaming Grosjean, but I feel like if I'm in Grosjean's shoes, or Grosjean's shoes, I said Grosjean, I'm freaking pulling up like you. But if I'm in his shoes, I feel like I would not have made that move because 
you know he's on cold tires and there's a tendency to wash out. You're going into a corner with like the apex being a bump that could shoot him into you. It's a really high risk move. And I feel like like it's a big risk versus reward. You know what I mean? So no, yeah, I don't know. It, it's sketchy. You finish put put yourself in his shoes though. You finished second three times in IndyCar. And you know if you don't pass him now, you're probably not going to get around him for the rest of the race. It's so hard to pass there once the tires warm up, unless like he drives his tires off. So I think he had to go for it because he wanted that win and he had a car that showed dominance earlier in that race. He drove, what, he was seven seconds ahead of the field before the first pit stop started? Yeah. It's hard to say, though. I, f- I feel like like it's hard to tell somebody who's on the inside to concede the corner. You know what I mean? Like, to m- in my, my view, personally, I think it's a racing incident. I think it's a really crappy one, but I think it is one. But anyways, my opinion doesn't matter. Everybody's entitled to their own. But I do, I do think it's a sketchy move, and I think, like, you got to know. Something's gonna happen. Like he can't really expect Scott to concede. I think nine out of ten people in that situation would not have conceded. Like, you know. So it's hard to say. I don't know. I wasn't. I don't know what they were thinking, but I think it was definitely well crazy. Worth, yeah, I think it was well worth somebody. You know, being upset about it. I could see. I mean, that I was, could see both guys being upset at the so other rough. guy. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those racing incidents where it's all. It feels like it's the other guy's fault if you're in it. Hundred percent. It depends on who, which, who, which, which fan you are of who, like, hmm. you know? Yeah, but it so. happened twice. True. Uh, the first time they had pit stops, the se- it was a very exact same scenario, except they got away with it. And this time they didn't. Yeah, it's fair. So you got to. Is, is that one of those chances, though, that you take? Like, you know, it's a low ri- or high risk, uh, low, low chance reward. pass, you know? Well, not lower. Well, maybe not low reward though, because you get a one. But like a low, low chance, uh, like percentage of mm. completing it, you know. But and then it, it's no matter how you cut it though, it's crappy. Like I feel bad for Grosjean; he deserves a win. And he hasn't but. been to victory lane since Formula Two. Yeah, true, <laughs> dude. It. I feel though. I do feel this year he's going to get it. I do feel like he shows. I think he's a, actually a championship contender this year too. Yeah, that was my next question. You know, is it going to be the last time we see him up there? No. No. I think you're going to see him struggle a little bit. I don't think he wins the championship because I think he's going to struggle a little bit more on the ovals. But I think he's going to be extreme. He's going to be the, he's going to be a contender every road course. Yeah. I mean, the other wrecks in the race were just mind blowing to me. Um, who was it that came through and just plowed into somebody? I don't, I don't know the racers well enough, but I was watching it. Are uh, you talking about the all red car? The first wreck? Are you talking there? I think it happened twice. Yeah, yeah Kirkwood, I, I think, shot over the other guy. I don't know if that's who it was. I know he's the only guy with the pink number that I can think of. But yeah, this he one was freaking red. hurdled someone. Yeah, no, tough. he went over. That was the one I think uh, Dave was saying would just be killer on your back because the suspicion oh, not made you do that. No, Ooh, here's destroy the destroy me. The crazy thing about that, Andretti lost all four cars to a wreck, except Kirkland went airborne and continued and finished the race. The only Andretti car to finish the race went airborne. Yeah. Crazy. 
Surprised it didn't break. Talking about someone who can be salty, I think Andretti is extremely salty after the strong start they had to practice and qualifying. I'm salty we have to wait almost a month for the next race. Yeah. I don't know who designed that. What? We go to Texas and then we go to Long Beach. So we go back. Our next road course is back at a street circuit. Perfect. Hey, this might be bad to circle back to, um, but just F1 quickly. You know what's crazy? They have a month gap too, but it's not in summer. Between Australia and Azerbaijan, there's a month gap. It's literally the first race is April 1st. The next one's April 30th. Like it's literally a full wow. month. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That's kind of weird. I don't remember there ever being that big of a gap. Like I remember like maybe a three-week gap, but not a month in Australia. Like in, in that, literally after the third round. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, three weeks is a stretch, but it has been done. But this one's yeah. uh, when when's Indy? The next one, five hundred. Yeah. Which one? We both said a question. <laughs> Indy five hundred. When when is it ran? Memorial uh, weekend. Yeah, Memorial I think it's weekend. May twenty eighth or something. Yeah, there's a big break before that one, isn't there? Or is it just a couple weeks? It's two weeks because they do the. It's all Indy for the whole month of May. And they do the Indy road course at like the beginning of May. And then you have um, all like the qualifying and stuff like the two weeks before the 500. So it's just two weeks. I just remember it feels like it's a big deal probably because I watch like every day. So. Yeah. It's an exciting month for IndyCar. The month of May. It's a good one. Man, I'm excited. My birthday is May 7th, and there's a lot of racing on May 7th. I've never, I haven't had my birthday fall on a Sunday for a while, so I'm excited. I'm literally going to watch racing all day. That's awesome. It's a good day. Hell yeah, bro. The best Canadian was born. Come on now. The best uh, Canadian. <laughs> now that would be Wayne Gretzky. Oh, no. So back on <laughs> to IndyCar, um, another thing that I was shocked is – awards having the um i don't know what the technical term was it but the combustion that happened in his intake to take his power from his car and get passed with what three laps to go that sucked you know i i think he i think he could have held erickson off and they could have been entertaining to try to watch but i think once erickson got around with him y'all saw i think we saw that erickson was the stronger car yeah but that that's got to be heartbreaking that he didn't even have a chance to defend. Yeah, I really like Pato. He grew up not far from me. Uh, he's from, well, so the I don't know if there's any connection, but there's a lot of San Antonio going on with the IndyCar uh, McLaren team. Uh, Pato Award kind of grew up around San Antonio. Um, went to high school, I believe, in San Antonio to I think it was TMI, which is a military institute. I think I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check my facts on that, everybody. But uh, he grew up right outside of San Antonio, and then Mission Tortilla is a Texas um, company that their headquarters is also in San Antonio, Texas. But yeah, I I was a little heartbroken to see Pato lose the win. I think he's a really talented driver. Um, I would like to see him in Formula One. I think he does. I know he got a test last year, but I would really like to see him um, in Formula One. I think Checo's kind of paving the way for him. Yeah, that was kind of my my boat too. I always liked him. I can't believe you say San Antonio and not San Antonio. 
San Antonio, everything. Come on now. It's just what I got on. Tell you what. <laughs> Tell you what, what? I told you. <laughs> Speaking of tell you what, uh, um, how about them stock cars there at there in uh, old Las Vegas? I tell you what, Hendrick be building some cars, man. You know, they just happen to have a bow tie on the front of them, so that's kind of nice. This made me throw up. <laughs> yeah, brother. I hope you threw up. Good. Let's keep it that way, because guess who's Norm on top? Norman's not a happy camper after the NASCAR race. Dave's Damn. probably not a happy camper after the NASCAR race. Yes, baby! No, I'm not. Logano whole right side of his car is gone by the end of it. Hey, he you know what? Wall, I'll take Blaney doing bad. I'll take Blaney doing bad. I'll take yeah. it. I don't mind it. If I, if I get to top three Hendrick, I don't mind it. Swerve. Yeah, that was a good one. Dude, Byron, I mean, kind of made it boring, did he not? Man, he looked unreal the entire weekend. And I was like, when I saw him out front, I was like, he's got, he's gone. He's got it. In the bag. Good night. Like, have a good one. Oh, my boy, Bubba Wallace, though. Fourth place? That's pretty crazy. Dude, I feel so bad for Truex. I know you stay out because of tires at the end, right? But yeah. I've been there in NASCAR races on iRacing. It is the worst feeling of. Crap, I'm getting past. Crap, I can't even hold it down. I'm going to run somebody over. I didn't run that guy over. They're still all passing me. It's worst feeling ever. But you got to do it. You know, you got to roll the dice. I do thought he lasts go. longer than he was going to. I did yeah, not expect him to be side by side going into three. Oh, man, making me nervous. He could have rolled up like everybody. But he's a, good, he's a good racer. I mean, you can trust him to keep the car under control. But, um, yeah, Byron, I don't think there was a caution, was there, between the first stage and the second stage? I think they ran straight through. No caution. I think so. Don't hold me to that, but I'm, I, don't I'm think there, I don't think there was a caution between one, the first and second. I buzzed through it a little bit. Well, I guess there's only two, the, the stages in between the stages. I'm gonna be honest. I actually missed majority of that race. I was just like, I had it on, but I was doing stuff. But it was kind of easy to uh, do when you look up. Twenty four still okay. Twenty four is leading. Yeah, it was. Uh, a lot of people said it was a very boring race. I I don't know. I actually didn't like. Like you know, I looked up and glazed up, but I didn't like look hard enough to be like following a, a couple laps and being like, "Hey, this is actually boring." Like you know what I mean? It, it looked pretty like action filled. I don't know if it was though. Yeah. After after watching Formula One and IndyCar, it was boring. Yeah, right? It, it, like, I'm snapped back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. You know what I'm saying? Like, easy. I'm, I'm paper <laughs> that if you see anymore. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, it, it reminded me why this time of year I'm traditionally not a NASCAR fan. Because turning that on after watching everything else was like, because I record them, you know, I don't try to cram it all down once. Like NASCAR is my evening, like what I call dad TV, you know, sit down with a beer with your, you know, tube socks on and watch new your balance. favorite program. Yeah. Kick the new balances off. Well, that one put me to sleep straight up. The grill, uh, the grill master. Yeah. Kick the new balances off. 
Oh, New God. Balance is off. Unbutton the khakis. Take the carabiner take, off of the jean short. Take, just take the blue off. cap off. <laughs> oh, man. Killing me. Weird. Probably a Lowe's hat or something, too. Nah, I wasn't into it. <laughs> a Lowe's hat. A Lowe's hat? No, he's got like a Fred Meyer hat or something. I was going to say, in Oklahoma, it'd be a local co-op hat. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Hey, man, up here Down we got here, Walmart. It's a, it, it's a sweat-stained camo. Hat. That would be Wally World. Yeah. Bam alert. So I got to say, the sponsorships on all the F1 cars, you know, they're usually getting, got to look them up or it's some cutting edge. Red Bull running around with their side pods. They got Walmart on there. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> like, what? Do they actually? Yes. I it's didn't on even the notice. Top. It's on the top of their side, like right at the front. You know, the little sponsor that they put right at the front of the side pod. Walmart. Um, they wanted stuff. to show you where you could buy the Red Bull from. They're like, yeah, go here. Go to walmart.com. They deliver. We were talking about F1 sponsorships before um, you guys showed up, Norman and I were. And uh, I don't know if you guys knew, and this and this is take it or leave it, but did you know McLaren is 56% owned by the nation of Bahrain? Huh? McLaren. Really? Yeah, the entire company McLaren sold shares this last year and 56.4% ownership of all of McLaren Group is owned by the Bahraini International Royal Fund or whatever it's called. And they still suck. Yeah, true that, right? Come on. In Bahrain. In (laughs) Bahrain. You know, they were embarrassed as hell. They were like, should have bought Aston Martin. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. There's uh, Formula One. It, it goes deep. I mean, we've got to do a special at some point. We have that. to. I mean, I, dude, the 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 sponsors on the and not they're not sketchy, but the sponsors on the McLaren, they like. I don't. I think they should stop putting more. <laughs> dude, there's so many. Like, <laughs> if I had to put hand, that dude. many on a car, because I do paint, you know, fry racing. But if I had to fit that, I'd be like, dude, let's just make. It's going to be a white car, and I'm just going to put all the different colors on the different, you know, sponsors. And, that's and they the have color. that. They have the new Google um, panel. Did you see that? That like change. They can change the sponsor on the car. No, it's like an I LCD d- panel. It weighs like I don't know what they said, like 53 grams or something. It's like really light. What? But look, yeah, look it up. It's like, but the way where they put it is right on top of the side pod, kind of right next to the halo front right and front left driver peripheral vision. And it's black outline with white text. And it when it changes, it flashes. And dude, oh if, if I were Lando Norris or Oscar Piastri, I would be losing my mind, dude, because it's right below the mirror. It's like where your peripheral vision looks for, you know, movement and then you you shift your that? eyes to look at your mirror and where they put it is just in the worst place it it's right in your peripheral vision and and it changes from like the chrome logo to like hashtag chrome but when it does that it like flashes white first and you spent the r&d on what yeah, right. <laughs> no, but you we got should, this cool screen though it like the first time i saw it that's the first thing that popped in my head was like man if i was driving that car that would freak me out i don't even like it when somebody comes in the room while i'm racing yeah and here they are got screen flashing and crap 
It's the F1 equivalent of your kid turning on the overhead light in the back seat while you're driving. <laughs> I can't see. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Turn it off. I can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway, That's it blew my mind. Yeah. What I search for, if anybody wants to search it, is McLaren LED sponsor, and it popped up. It, it actually says Android 5G or whatever. Oh, they they change it. It's so they can run dynamic sponsorship. What? But Who's going to see that? Yeah, it's a right? weird placement. It's a no weird one's going to see it. It's off to, like, right and left of the driver. Right. It must left, be for, like, for, like, qualifying and, and, like, maybe when they're doing, like, the pissed off. So, you know how they do, like, that zoomed in of, like, the drivers in the cockpit and stuff? No, I'm not saying that that's a good use of it, but I'm just saying that might be what it's for. It just doesn't seem like the placement's all that good for something like that. You think they would have that down the side pod or something? Yeah. Well, yeah, but then if they got hit, all. they couldn't afford to replace it. Yeah. We put it there. What do you think? Well, it's going to be right in the front of the driver. Let's move it. Ah, we're out of money. We might see this tech go further because I don't know if you've seen the new BMW um, that has the dynamic paint on it. Have you seen that? It was like it's been on all the the futuristic car shows where um, basically you push a button and you can change color of the car, put stripes on it or whatever. And it's like like a magnetized dust uh, that does it. It looks like this little LCD screen, which... I'm not an electri- electrician or electrical engineer listener, so if that's how an LCD screen works, cool. But um, there's something going on there, and I think we may see dynamic sponsorship find its place in Formula One. And this might be the evil first sign well, of that. I always Did wondered it when you when you race like 24 hour races, you know, and they can do the numbers, you know, just where you're like either how many seconds you're in the pits or, you know, there's that little number plate and it tells like where you're at in class or where you're at overall, you know, standings. It -hmm. always kind of wondered like, who's going to be the one to put, you know, like a lit up Cadillac sign in that same third place brought to you by target. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, I always wondered about those cars, but those guys, they care about sponsorship, but they don't as much as like, like F1 or NASCAR, I guess in my mind, they don't. Um, the GT series is more about the racing. It seems like to me. Could you imagine that BMW? Like, imagine you just like scraped something and you sh- that sh- boom, cars written off. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're gonna need about eighteen LCD panels, sir. Yeah, That's gonna be <laughs> like eight thousand dollars. Could you Ooh. imagine? Could you imagine NASCARs be painted in that paint, and the freaking schemes change throughout the race? Oh, the no, future is on us. <laughs> it's coming. So Joey Logano runs every single one of his schemes that he runs in a year in one race. It's coming. It would literally just be flashing. Imagine, imagine Kyle Busch. Like everybody, like sees Kyle Busch in the mirror and they get scared. So he just like changes like Blaney's car and just passes <laughs> the guy cleanly. <laughs> a lot of the sponsorships you see in the Formula One broadcaster, oh, like a augmented reality overlay, like on the track. Oh, yeah. Well, they have that, and uh, they did that, you know, course in football. We've seen it, you know, where they do the first down line and all that. But, like, in hockey now, I don't know if you've watched hockey lately, but the whole wall around the outside of the rink is is all holographic. The robot. Yeah, so hold threw on. me off the How first that game work? I watched. Well, so when they get in the know. corner and start fighting after the puck, you'll see it kind of fade over their legs and stuff like that. It, it It's not perfect, but, yeah. No, but... 
I don't understand. How do they make that work without it being like some sort of green screen effect? Because you know what I noticed? If I changed the channel while watching the World Cup earlier, uh, was it last year or this year? I think it was last year, right? December. Yeah, yeah. So it was last year. If I changed the channel to like the US and I, on like a US channel, I swear the sponsors were different. They are. Yeah. Yeah. But well, how it's do the they same change way, it? I don't know. It's the same it. way like augmented reality works on your phone. It well, maps so, a 3D environment and the camera doesn't move. Like that camera is in one static position. So you can get distance measurements with LiDAR or however they do it. I'm just a humble podcaster and propane guy, but. Um, <laughs> podcaster Utopia and. Oh. Yeah, I do. You know, I do a lot of stuff, but I'm not an <laughs> expert like NASCAR on this. Guy. Thanks, and, and so, no, they map the 3D environment, and and you can create a a mapped space in a software, and then map graphics over that that look proper. And then you can rotate the camera around, and it doesn't matter because it's mapped to the space, not the camera. That's crazy. I'm out here trying to figure out how zeros and ones turned into all this. Like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I don't really know either. And then, I still I might, don't even know how zeros and ones work in here. We are 3D scanning the world. Okay. Yeah. Get ready, boys. It's coming. Even flight sim is going to be accurate. Oh my gosh. It already is. A 3D. Yeah, but like it's like it's just like a flat thing of Google Maps, though. Imagine like a 3D image. Like you no, could literally go. Have, they do go in and like you're. They like, um. I want to go scan like the big cities and stuff. In her no, but, like, house. Imagine like I just modeled Norman's house in flights him and then i just take like an airbus 808 and fly it into the man's house because i just don't like him <laughs> like like imagine that's probably not even a plane i thought it was it sounded cool sounded cool I, when i said it sounded I, cool I, said it. I, I thought i heard it one time in mayday but that's about all i can I'm remember get in a king air i'm gonna fly it to norman's house i'm gonna go in his house and i'm gonna eat all of his peanut butter and jelly <laughs> Because that's realism, baby. No, I'm still I do a have some Uncrustables in the freezer, so you're... Oh, my man. Oh, I do not grow out of Uncrustables. That is that is the snack. I'm going to go on his DoorDash and order Tell food me they're grape. Tell me they're grape. <laughs> they're great. Order, order me some, some gator. <laughs> hey, you're uh, just no, jealous you, you don't if, get gator up there in those frozen... If you've yeah, ever you know taken, we get up here? Penguin. <laughs> If, you, if you've never eaten frozen white bread and preservatives with peanut butter, oh my lord, you're not living. You're not Are you living the strawberry or the grape jelly guy? Grape. Grape. Get that strawberry mess out of here, bro. Grape jelly all the way. This is the most random podcast. Like, we yeah, started I know. off we went off for the, the first hour. hour. <laughs> like, here we are, like, 20 minutes it's later. It's important. <laughs> it's important. This will enhance your life in every way, no matter what. This will make the race better. I ate I ate a frozen grape uncrustable during the IndyCar race. I love that race. I mean, I think we're drawing, you know, they're big. You know you can let them thaw and they no, taste better. No. No, I want it. I want that bread to be really You want that crunch? <laughs> I want it. I want that crunch, my man. I want that bread to be kind of grainy. Right, since, since we're we're going off the rails anyways, <laughs> peanut butter, the crunchy or the regular, you know? Oh, crunchy. Crunchy. Ah. That's proof that God exists and that he loves us very much. <laughs> crunchy peanut butter. Crunchy yeah, peanut. and creamy peanut butter people freak me out. <laughs> they just a little off, aren't they? Yeah. 
Wow. Antonio yeah, well, like Nutella. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's a different category. How can I've you never not? had it a day in my life? Norman just eats his cheese whiz that's on what's like, wrong the whitest bread you can find. <laughs> <laughs> now, if y'all really want to be grossed out, from I Alabama, do. we eat banana sandwiches with mayonnaise on them. Oh, what? Yeah. So, so, so does Dale Jr. I heard that one and I was like, what? Yeah. What? No. You take your pe- peanut butter all, on one piece of bread, your mayonnaise on the other piece of bread, you cut your bananas up. What's going on right now? And that's what you eat. No, that's what you eat. <laughs> no, don't diss it till you try it. Okay. All right. I'm I'm dissing it. I don't care. That sounds horrible. That's tough. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's the Canadian in me. I don't know what the hell kind of creation that is. Uh, it's Alabama. <laughs> it's Alabama, baby. I want to know who made that. That was like, you know, you know, it'd make this sandwich better. Mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> I have no idea how they mayonnaise. came up with it, but I'm glad they did. It definitely wasn't an accident. Like, like the first potato chip was an accident. The first chocolate chip cookie that was an accident. But mayonnaise and banana sandwich that was no accident. <laughs> Wait, if they were making a chocolate chip cookie, how do you just accidentally make a chocolate chip? They cookie? were trying like, to make. What like else a, were you making? They were trying to make a cake or some sort of like, and they put too much butter in it and it went flat. How do you? First off, this is probably not the podcast. Second off, how do you know that? So you'll learn this about me slowly that I'm I'm full Useless of these knowledge. random facts. Yeah, yes, sir. It was on the History Channel because I, I watched a that a episode. I have a photographic memory to a a degree, and but it only remembers the dumb, irrelevant stuff that no one else cares about. <laughs> he, he, was, he was out there. He's out there watching how it's made. <laughs> Dude, this is my favorite show. I got a photographic memory, but also have ADHD. So, you know. It's tough. And let me tell you. There's so, much, there's so much shit in there. I don't know what the hell I'm looking there's at. There's a lot just of weird stuff. I have, to, I have to sift through it every night. It's, it's oh, not a good. There is a, a lot look. going on here. But when you talk about banana and mayonnaise sandwiches, it goes straight to chop, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> let me tell you. I know a lot. Thank me later. A lot about a little and a little about a lot. No. I know a lot about... Oh, I messed that all up. He <laughs> can't even remember the whole fucking thing. Nice. Give it another try. Let's go. You can do it, buddy. All right. All right take four. Action. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know a lot. So I know. I think this episode just should be called banter. Yeah. No, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's we're excited. It's the first week of racing. And we talked about this. <laughs> well, if we want to get back into discussion, I can I can bring up that. And I think everyone's going to agree that Mercedes looks like they're awful again this year. Oh, I was going to tell y'all. So Total Wolf uh, admitted that the car's wrong, that the no sci-fi that they've come up with is the wrong direction. They think Dang that it. they can have some podiums this year, but that wins are going to come few and far between, and that most of the Aston Martin car is Mercedes, you know, like underneath. And so they think they may lean towards their car more is what it said. The no side pod was a mistake. Okay, wait, can we jump back into that for a minute? Because I have to bash Mercedes for a second. I, I actually don't mind Mercedes. I, I know everybody's going to be like, oh, you hated him because I was, you know, rooting for Max in 2021. And then he pulled off a miracle because the FI gifted him something. But you know what? He still deserved it. Anyways, moving on. Um, I don't care. Moving on. Um, I 
don't, you know, Mercedes gets a lot of hate for being crybabies, mostly Lewis. And I'm not trying to diss Lewis in this sake because he didn't actually do anything in this sake. But you know what, man? After the race, there's this post. And I, and I did fact check it because I wanted to be sure that I'm not pulling this out of like a wrong source. It was a good source. I can't remember who posted it now, but they were posting all the negativity that George Russell said about the car. And then what Mercedes said about the car, like Total Wolf. And they're talking about, oh, how they're out of contention. It's been one race. Yeah. And even if you are, like, that sounds so bad to all your sponsors. Like, yeah, we suck. We're out of contention. We missed the, the mark. Our car's garbage. Like, yeah, that looks amazing coming from one of the friggin' biggest car brands in the world. And now you're looking like, got all these sponsors you're backing in. Yeah, no, we've just, we've just accepted defeat. We're not going to try because we suck. Like, what? That was so dumb. I yeah, was like, I how are you guys like, like, who lets your PR like get like this? Like, you're making it look so bad. Anyways, that's rant over. I don't care about it. But I just was like, really, man? Like, even Ferrari sucks and we don't do that. We just pretend that we don't notice the problems. Like, come on. You just turn the radio <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> Does it Ferrari is- have reliability issues this year? Well, I mean, that was what I was going to say. It's so Their car easy. was falling apart in qualifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Literally. When, Le- when, when Leclerc pulled over, like, it's almost like when you see one pull over, you go, oh, but it's not like, oh, sh- they just went a top podium guy is now out of the race. It's like, oh, there's Ferrari again. Mamma mia. <laughs> you're like, you're like oh. oh, man. Oh, and you're like, oh, it's Leclerc again. Oh, my God. <laughs> i tell you what I did say. I was always, and the bad thing is, you know, Ferrari's been around a lot longer than Leclerc, but I was like, man, I'm starting to feel sorry for that guy. That's what I told oh. my wife. We're sitting there watching the race, and I was like, I'm starting to feel sorry mm-hmm. for him. No luck. Honestly, I, the guy's mental state must be so bad right now because can you imagine coming off like the two worst possible years you could have? And then you're like, all right, yeah, new year, new me, great season. And then boom, blows up the first race. And you're just sitting there like, man, like you must just be right back into that state of like, wow, is it going to be another one of these years? Like, I, I know what that's like from like real life experience where you have a bad year and then you go in to the next year and you're like no this year is going to be great and then you get like two bad ones in a row and you're just like wow this isn't going to change is it and i'm just like man that must suck like i feel so bad for the guy but he's got nowhere to go what's he going to do leave where's he going to go yeah yeah on antonio's point i actually have a story on that side is i we built our car we had blown it up in road atlanta um from kicking water pump belts and so we rebuilt the engine got everything ready weeks ahead of time, put all this work into testing and everything, showed up at freaking the next race at Barber and spun a bearing three laps into practice. Mm. Dang it. And we did a whole motor swap that night, made gridding the next day to find out the block that we put in the car had a nine inch crack across the back of it. Built an engine that night in the parking lot. It's like nothing can go our way. Like we're that's meant to just start, fail. Yeah, that's when you just start loading everything up. I just where's start the, laughing. Where's the, clo- where's the closest bar? Uh, we actually use block seal, put it in the motor, let it sit overnight, and raced all day Sunday, and only lost a gallon and a half of water. So block seal does work. If you want to sponsor me, block seal, yes, please give me a call. Better yet, <laughs> better yet, give me some flex seal. Even better, dude. Like, come on. 
Yo, hold on. Can we talk about Flexio for a second? I know <laughs> this is totally off the rails, but why did they? This man? No, no, no. This company, man. They make Flex Seal. Then you know who they make? Be the face of their brand? Some guy with a lisp. You're like, yeah, man, come buy some some Flex Seal. I'm just like, bro, come on now, come on now. Y'all doing them dirty? Like, come on That's now. So funny, dude. <laughs> like, come on now. Anyways. Sorry, that shit made me laugh. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> We're going to cut the bottom out of this boat. The latest one, they flood a whole house and it's supposed to keep it up. Like, okay, now. We're going to flood a whole house. Yeah, yeah 72 <laughs> rolls later. <laughs> you have a flex house. <laughs> Who was it in, what was it, Xfinity? There was a flex seal car and they actually used flex seal as their Bondo tape. So I watched that Flex Seal commercial and I, I lost a pipe under my house to a freeze, but it had cracked like two inch crack long ways. And I was like, all right, let me just try some of this Flex Seal stuff. I felt so stupid. And I went and bought a huge roll. It's expensive. It's it very is. expensive. So I bought a roll of it. And I went home and wrapped that pipe and I let it sit. I turned that water on and that, that blew right off, dude. In like two seconds. It did nothing, dude. It was not like the commercial. It did not fix my pipe at all, bro. Hey, real, real quick back to racing. Um, did anyone catch the first MX-5 race this weekend? No. No, but I bet it was great. It was. So with two laps to go, the two leaders exchanged the lead four times. Whoa. And they pass each other twice coming out of the final turn to the start finish line. So the guy who got passed in the final turn won the race. Dang. Mm. It I mean, was, that is good racing. Yeah. it. I, I tell y'all, y'all need to go... They on YouTube, they recorded. I would, you know, every now and then click on some of those races. They're fun to watch. Well, it's back to that spec racing that we were kind of talking about last last episode. You know, yeah, it makes for some good racing. We need good racing. I hope Formula One's not just a Red Bull fest, dude. Like, I'm sorry. It, it is. If, if Alonzo, but if Alonzo will do what he did last Sunday, just just a few times during the race when he I'm sorry he schooled Hamilton he did and it was good he did he still got it you know it last does, bro. I, I was the one that's been saying Ham, you know Alonzo needs to get out of here and let somebody else come in I don't know dude he still got it I got I got one more topic on that while we're here actually I would love to see Verstappen run away for four more years and catch up to Hamilton because you know what this is not a diss on Hamilton at all He's a great driver, but you know what? So is everyone else on the grid. Like everyone there yeah. deserves to be there. They're all amazing. You give any one of them the car and they will win you a championship. Like for the most part. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's a couple guys that probably can't live up to. And there's a couple guys that are brand new. I'm not saying they can go and win right away, but like, let's be honest. Like most of those guys there are like, they're literally the top 20 drivers pretty much in the world. Like you know if you give I, any one of those guys a car, they will win. Let's be no, honest. I, I totally agree, especially the Mercedes that won so many this last time. I mean, you get, I mean, we show they showed it right. Russell couldn't do anything in the Williams. 
He gets in it one time, and if they wouldn't have had a debacle of a pit stop, he would have won that race over Hamilton. Botas. Yeah, Botas is a perfect example to actually talk go. about it too. But like, let's be honest though. Like, there, there's differences between drivers. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not saying if you put every single guy in the same car that they're all going to be identical. Like they're not. Like we've seen it with. As as Norman just said, with Baltas and Hamilton, we see it with Perez and Verstappen. But at the same time, we also know that the car swings to one driver. Like, let's be honest, it swings one way. Oh, yeah. Because of that Park Ferme stuff and whatever other rules they have. But, like, if you gave each driver the ideal car that they wanted, I, I'd be genuinely curious who comes out on top. Now, every, now experience matters. Again, Lewis, phenomenal. He's got probably, besides Alonso, probably the most experience there. Um, and, and I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the, the guys like Schumacher and, uh, and Hamilton have had so many, like so much domination that it almost like separates them so much from the other drivers yet. Like you saw it, you, you see it like Alonzo could take it to Hamilton still Verstappen could take it to Alonzo Verstappen could take it to Hamilton. Hamilton could take it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like anybody could take it to anybody. I feel like for the most part. Definitely at least 10 of those guys could be a world champion. 100%. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I've always said that, especially, like I said, in the Mercedes that they had before. Hamilton, like you said, good driver, not taking anything away from him. Multi-championships. I mean, he, he did them. He won them. It's just, it doesn't have to be him. A lot of it is the car. I just, I just wish that there was more... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I know everybody loves the development. I just wish there was a little bit more standardization. Like we have such big gaps between the teams. It's it's brutal. Like well, the top to the bottom team is it's just dumb. Like just thirty seven seconds should not be the interval from the leader to the rest of the pack. Oh yeah, and I, and I've always said that too. Like I'm not saying that because Verstappen's winning. Like we said it when Matt, when Lewis was winning. Mm-hmm. We said it when. Well, I think everybody said it when it, when uh, what's his name Vettel went on his domination spree too. Like, yeah. like they were they were killing the field, man, like killing them. And but, anyways, that's that's just the way sports swing. I mean, you can't limit it too much, but it it would be cool to see some stuff get standardized a little bit and bring maybe like the the playing field a little bit closer. Because you know what, like I, I think one of the big things that F one's got issues with is there's such a big financial difference between the two teams. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like if you bring it back and standardize it a little bit more, it's almost better for everyone. Like, yeah, you, you lose a little bit of that R and D, but you get t- t- like 20 or sorry, 10 teams that like can be competitive and, and they still have their differences based off of like the financial stuff, but it won't be as substantial. I don't think and I don't know. I it'll nice. work because there's too much money in the big teams that aren't going to allow it to change. Oh no, I I totally I totally understand that. I, I'm yeah. not saying it's feasible because let's be honest, but they won't let it happen. We already see the top teams like Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. They don't want new teams. We we, we saw it. Andretti got shamed for well not shamed, but you know what I mean. They don't want to let him in, and I don't blame them. I I get it, but it's the same, same reason we'll never see um, promotion or relegation in the U.S. soccer leagues because. The owners aren't gonna say, "Yeah, I could see my team going down and playing the little, the smaller leagues and losing money." No, I'm in the top league and I'm locked in. I don't care if I lose every year. Antonio, can you help me with this? So, how does the charter system work in NASCAR? 
So I'll be honest, I don't understand it fully. But, but that's fine. Like, like all, full disclosure, we're not experts on this, but like just for discussions purposes, because I'm taking this somewhere. Do you know how that works? I, I I'm, ba- I'm pretty sure basically they buy their charter. Like every team has their charter. And that's just kind of like your, like it's like almost like buying your place, I guess. Yeah. Do they pay per year? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's a, is, I think it's a one-time thing. I think so. so. Let, me, let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. While you're talking, well, I'll look it up. While you look that up, because I'm interested to know. I'm looking at the entry fees for Formula One. So in Formula One, you have to pay an entry fee per year. And what that entry fee is, it's a, it's a base fee of $617,687. That's American dollars. It's a weird number. And then you get $6,174 added on to that entry fee for every championship point you score. If you win the Constructors Championship, your point, your dollar amount per point goes up to $7,411 from $6,174. So what that means is, is that Red Bull paid an entry fee of $6,242 thousand six hundred and thirty six dollars second place team ferrari paid four million thirty eight thousand and eighty three dollars so there is a pretty big difference between um first and second place if you go down to williams who only scored just a a couple of points um their entry fee for the 2023 season was six hundred and sixty seven thousand and seventy nine dollars which I would say overall is not a lot of money. I mean, that doesn't include the development of the car. But if we're talking about like who can come to the table and play, that's not a lot of money. And so I still think, like you said, the big teams won't let some people do it. It, it interests me to know if this system was like a bid system a little bit. like Because I think that's kind of how the charter system works is like, you know, Whoever's whoever has the most cash in their hand when the bell rings gets the spot. If there is a spot, not sure about that. But to see that a team like Haas or even Austin Martin paid less than a million dollars to be in the 2023 Formula One season, I mean that, those Miata races you're talking about, Norman. I'm pretty sure the entry fee is like for the season, like about a hundred grand if you take everything into account. So. It's kind of baffling to me. I mean, Red Bull paid six and a quarter million dollars. So that's quite a bit of money. But well, that's, weren't they saying they wanted Andretti to pay six hundred million dollars to get a spot in Formula One? They said yeah. sixty, but now they're they're adding a zero to that. So it makes me wonder if we did have some sort of bid system, um, would a guy like Andretti be willing to pay? I don't know. McLaren paid a, a million and a half, and then they sucked this year. So as a team like that, are can you can you tank like a like an NFL team to get a better or a cheaper entry fee the, the next year? Is that a strategy? This is all kind of new to me, but anyway, these numbers well, are a lot lower than I thought they would be. Well, and then on that same note, I didn't know this till this year that the F one driver have to pay an entry fee every year corresponding with their their uh, final standings of the year before. Really? Yeah. So Max Verstappen paid one point two. Well. One a little over a million dollars. Wow! For his entry fee because he was a winner. Charles Leclerc six ninety seven and some change. It's for the uh, license, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sergio Perez six hundred ninety thousand and some change. 
George Russell, 623. Carlos Sainz, 559. Wow. Lewis Hamilton, 545. So from first to sixth, it's like a half, half the money. And old, old Nico Hulkenberg had to pay $11,000. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So you're telling me that I've, I've come to this conclusion. Haas did what they did in the race because they showed they can qualify good, but they don't want points because they downsized their pit box, and now they're downsizing their entry fee too to save money. I can, I can believe that. <laughs> For the first time as a Formula One fan, I can believe that. Watching... NBA teams and NFL teams tank and on the media say like, oh, well, it's just bad management or like, oh, it's bad team dynamics. Like, no, it's not. Like, you're trying to get a better draft pick. We all know it. And so I don't, I've never heard anyone talk about this as a reason behind Formula One teams doing what they do, but it's got to be a reason. I mean, the difference between Red Bull and um, Williams was almost $6 million. And the amount of money, money we're talking about, what is this going to? What does Formula One need with this kind of money? I mean, it's, it's the FIA. Yeah. Um, it looks like from 2023, the FIA netted $27 million from F1 entry fees, according to motorsport.com. And they're not the only ones that pay them. F1's not the only ones that pay the FIA. The either. tracks pay them. That's what's yeah. crazy. Dude, they're making hand over fist. Somebody needs to go in there and say, what do you do? I think the FIA and FIFA are both two corrupt organizations. Yep. That doesn't take much digging to find out. <laughs> so so did the charter for NASCAR, what's the difference between that and like what we just talked about with this? Let's point? find out. I've got it now. Yeah, I was gonna say. <clears throat> so basically the charter is kind of is kind of basically what I said. So it there's 36 charter teams. It's not like a predetermined number. It just coincidentally back in 30 in 2016, they, they happen to have 36, uh, things like 36 charters, like interested. Uh, so anyways, the charter guarantees entry. Um, and therefore I guess a portion of the purse into the field of every NASCAR series points race. Teams may sell their charters on the open market. Uh, charter owners may transfer their charter to another team for one full season. Once over the first five years, of the agreement, uh, charter teams are held to a minimum performance standard. So if a charter team finishes in the bottom three of the owner standings among all 36 charter teams for the three consecutive for three consecutive years, NASCAR has the right to remove the charter. Uh, organizations now have a hard cap of four cars, uh, so you can't run a fifth car as a rookie. That used to be a thing. This was, by the way, this isn't new. This is probably like posted in 2016. Um, and then yeah, there's uh, the the field cap is 40 cars. So basically, from what it sounds like. There's 36. It says charter teams. I don't know why I keep saying that. I feel like it's charter cars. I, I don't know why it's worded like that. I think they're just talking about like team 22 is how they're referring to it. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yes, you're like right. That makes more. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That makes more sense. So there's 36 charter teams, um, and basically. There's like with with that being said, anyone else can show up who has a NASCAR like a like a Gen Seven NASCAR can show up and and like qualify as an open team to any event if they wanted to, um, as long as it you know as long as there's forty there's not forty charter teams they they can show up so that's why now uh, Daytona we see you know five six cars show up which I th I think this was probably one of the most I don't think I've ever seen more than six teams show up so. Um, so yeah, anyways, oh no, wait, we had 38 cars, didn't we? And then, so, no, no, there were six, sorry. So, I guess if question. Got to carry the one. Yeah. 
So if I'm an open team and I show up to every race and my driver wins a race, are they eligible for the championship? I don't know. Let's look it up. You planning something out here, Norman? No, it was just, I was just curious. Like, Gaming. <laughs> can only charter teams compete for championships or do op- well, can open team? I don't see an open team ever doing it because they don't. But say I show up to the Daytona 500 and I win and Wally World's like, hell yeah, let's put our name all over that car and let them go racing all year. You know, as far as far as I'm reading, all it says is the charter guarantees you a spot in the it, like to contend. So, I mean, I guess you probably could show up, but I think the the idea behind it is like an open team's not going to show up to every race because they yeah. probably don't have that much money. And if they do, they should probably just buy a charter because it's probably cheaper. So well, I knew <laughs> I knew back in my the good old days, um, we won't go too far into that, <laughs> that the you would have teams show up to like Daytona and they would be able to run. They were planning on running like five races that season. And then they would have a really good 500 and make enough money by from the purse and the 500 that they would end up running like 20 races instead. So it was just interesting. See. A quick question. The, the project 91, what is it? Is it unchartered? Is it a non-chartered? I would assume. Um, so I would imagine they're chartered. No, they're. Oh wait, is that? No, because well, they weren't at house. Daytona, and all thirty-six charters were at Daytona. Oh, 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 oh! I'm thinking Project the Ninety-One thing. is the guest driver project yeah. for Trackhouse. Yes, I was so thinking of the, what Pastrana drove in. I'm sorry, I I didn't realize that. So that's just a one-off thing. NASCAR's letting go on, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it makes NASCAR money. Oh, that's fine. I, I was just curious. Sorry. So to add to my formula, one thing it looks like also when you're a new team, and I'm I'm fine. This is from Jalopnik.com. Um, there that apparently you have to pay a two hundred million dollar entry fee, and that's distributed across the other teams as kind of a compensation for there being a new team. So it is pretty hefty to get in, but the fact that like the headline I read be- before this was. Red Bull pays a staggering $6.2 million to enter Formula One. Like if you look at some of the contracts of these drivers or professional athletes in general, like didn't Tom Brady just sign like a 10-year, like $100 million or $80 million contract with Fox Sports to be a broadcaster or something? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confirm that number, but it is ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Point is, is that like there's a lot of money floating out around out there for sports and especially for formula one in general. And I just don't consider $6.2 million from Red Bull formula one team. A lot of money. I'm sorry. I just don't, I'm just a lowly middle-class Texas boy, but that doesn't seem like a lot of money compared to some of the numbers that you get heard, you know, for Lewis Hamilton contracts and such. Like, yeah, I can tell you right now that the Red Wings, uh, you know, my boy Larkin at the Red Wings just signed his eight year contract, 69.6. That's an average of 8.7 million per year. Oh, see, that's a lot, dude. That's a lot. And that's a hockey player. That's what I'm saying. Tom Brady gets a monster 10 year, $375 million deal from Fox. $37.5 million a year. And you're telling me that some of these Formula One teams can't afford six mil or whatever. Anyway, I'm done. 
So I got one more thing on the charters. So yeah, you can show up to any race as like an open team if you wanted. Because I was thinking about last year. I was like, you know what? There's 36 teams. I can just go look at the results quickly and see if there's more than 36 cars at a race. You know it's a charter. So immediately I was going through and then I one thing popped into my mind. I saw Watkins Glen and I was like, oh no. I was like, oh yeah, Kimi Raikkonen ran that. I was like, obviously that was an open team running. So I'm pretty sure like if you really wanted to and you had the funds to do it, you could join as an open team and join every single race. Now, there might be limitations when it comes to the playoffs. I don't know how that works, but I will say you could you could probably show up and I think you can contend for points. I don't know why you wouldn't like it's not like you're going to win if you show up to five races. You know what I mean? Like as in like win the the championship or something. So. Yeah, you know, you have, like, guys like Raikkonen show up. Like, if you go look at the plate tracks, there's almost always an extra car. Uh, like, here, let's go look at Talladega. Yep, there's 37. There was an extra car. Ty Gibbs was in there, and he didn't have, I think, a ride last year, right? Or is it? Or am I wrong? I don't know. But if you look through, you can definitely see in some of the race results that there's there's extra cars. Like, Daniel Kvyat ran uh, the Indianapolis race last year. What's the incentive like, for that, though? Like if to Austin go, Martin's going to keep keep their injured driver owner's son in their car and not replace him, like why is NASCAR allowing like random, like oh Kimmy come over and race? Is it just for viewers or is there like do the teams have? Is there an implication for the teams? Is what I'm getting at. I think it's for viewers because I know I tuned in just because I heard that Kimmy Räikkönen and a bunch of road course guys were putting a car together. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't think it matters too much. Like when you really think about it, if they're not affecting the race and causing issues, like I, I'm sure there's a criteria for it. Like they're not going to let freaking Norman King show up with his, you know, four year, ZL1, 14 dude. year outdated NASCAR because he's a redneck, but he got it up to par. Like, you know what I mean? Anyways, that's, that's probably a bad. Hey, now bad example, but I would bad. win those races. He'd win them. Let's say they let, let's let, let's say, let's say they let Levi Opitz, the freaking, Talladega Daytona specialist show up with like his car like you know what I mean they're, they're not like it doesn't matter like I mean it matters like there's a criteria you know but you can't just grab any Joe Schmo off the street and say yeah I want to buy a NASCAR and show up to your race like you know Kanye I, West probably can't do that I racing don't even let me show up to do that bro <laughs> yeah there you go just saying and they're like, man, oh, you yeah. got 400 I rating? What the hell are you doing here? Yeah, that's what everybody <laughs> says. Like, who's this guy? Like, damn, bro, there's a car. I didn't even know the guy that had 41 cars. Why are you number 41? <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I'm getting yeah. hangry, and I need to yeah. go cook some gator. Right, oh, go. he's going to he cook do. some gator? He's ordering DoorDash. Come on now. DoorDash and, like, Chick-fil-A or something. Or especially yeah, the... Chick-fil-A's so got the gator bites, Especially though. the... Banana and mayonnaise sandwich. Like, gator oh man. Those gator, those gator sandwiches are good from Chick Fil A. Gross. Except on Sundays. Yeah, right. They don't make none on Sunday. Hear me out. Go actually, they give Gator a day to rest. You gotta go get it yourself. We need to open up a food truck that only sells chicken sandwiches. But you're only open on Sunday and you go park in the Chick-fil-A parking lot. Oh, that's pretty that's, that's pretty brilliant, I'm not gonna lie. That would do really well here, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>